Hello everyone, welcome to Should I Play That? Uh, this is the video game podcast you've been listening to, hopefully, for, for a while now. If you are hearing my voice, it's not Chris. Chris uh, isn't here at the moment. Uh, he may join Who us. Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> Chris may join us in a little bit, uh, but I am Rod, and I am here to welcome you to the show. And I've got with me, you know, fellow... Should I play that tur? I don't know what we call ourselves, really, but uh, my partner in crime, James. How's it going, man? Good. We do need to figure out what like this noun is going to be. <laughs> exactly. That, yeah. I don't know. My fellow players. No, see? It's not like something else completely. It's not yeah. what we're doing here. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yes. A different type of game. Different game. Um, yes. But, uh, man, James, you know, we've been, we podcasted together for a while now. And I just have to say, like, the the witticism, like, that just comes from you constantly is just a true joy. I, I love it. It's great. Keeps me sane during the day, man. I got to have it. It just kind of <laughs> follows, it flows over into the podcast. Exactly. Exactly. Um, all right. So if you've never listened to us before, this is your first time checking us out. Uh, what we usually do here is talk about what we've been playing for the week, go into a little bit of the industry news, and then finish off with the topic. Today, that topic is actually going to be the Xbox Series X and S launch. We both have Xs, uh, so I guess we can't speak specifically to the S, uh, but the Series S li- or the Series line is out. So that's really exciting. Like next gen is officially here uh, and we that made it, is, we made it we made it it is episode 87 and we have made it um yeah it's a really exciting time and we talked a little bit last week about like our expectations with the console and what what all that entailed uh so i'm just really excited to dig in and kind of sort out our feelings with with these boxes really uh, and then we'll be talking about playstation 5 next week because at this recording we don't have them quite yet they will Um, be here tomorrow yes yes so um before we get started here just kind of want to do a little back and forth with you james make sure that you know everything's good how's your past week been uh the past week has been full of anticipation honestly um it's been a blur for the most part it's been waiting for these days to finally show up and they are here mm, mm, um I've, I've, I've been like playing my xbox with bated breath <laughs> as, <laughs> as that video i sent you the other day like just waiting for the these load times to finish and knowing that like uh, the future is here yes it is here. around that corner just waiting Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, it's it's no longer nigh. It's it's here. You know, like it's it's crazy. Um, I am similar to you, man. In a lot of ways, this past week has been has been very very crazy. Uh, but with the we've been talking about the election recently, and it's it's over. It's finally over. Um, well, ninety nine percent of us believe that it's over. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> there are some people who are mistaken and think that it's not. Uh, but definitely, really hype to you know get and have everybody come out, do the do the damn thing, voted, and it was it's great. Uh, and I'm very pleased <laughs> with the results. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna stick to that real quick. Yeah, sure. Because while this is a great thing that everybody did show up and voted when they did, um, if you don't go out and do these next few elections, mm. this vote's not going to mean so much. 
Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, it's about consistency at this point, folks. Um, we got to get people in there to support who you picked for president. Mm-hmm. And that means they got to get them into the Senate. You got to get them into the House. You got to get them into your mayor's offices. Your your just like every level of government, mm-hmm. they have to be on the same one accord. Or we're not going to get anywhere for the next four years. So that being said, you took the time to go out and vote for your president. Please go out and vote in your more localized elections as well. Otherwise, that's where your vote goes to waste. Absolutely, one hundred percent. That's a fantastic point. Um, that's exactly what I wanted to say, honestly, is that you, we've got to do it again. The runoff is in Georgia. We are both Georgia residents, so we'll be voting again. Um, yeah. But uh, and, and we're going to be – and isn't that wild? Like Georgia is going to be the, polit- the center of the political universe for like two months. That's insane to me. But I love it. I love it. Uh, and we have the opportunity to really change this, uh, this presidency for the, for the better. You know, make – you know, we're going to truly kind of mold America into like, you know, being better than what it is right now and what it has been in the last four years. So I'm really excited about that prospect. Uh, and thank you, James, for bringing that up because that's, that's a perfect point. Oh yeah. We just can't get comfortable. Exactly. Quick reminder. Exactly. So with that being said, let's go ahead and jump into the show here. We're going to start off with what you've been playing. James, what you've been playing? Yo, so, um, like I said, it's been a, it's been of a, Past gen, current gen, smorgasbord here. I've spent a lot more time on the side of Watch Dogs Legion. I talked about it a bit last week. I'm trying to get a a better grasp on how I really feel about the game. Mm. Um, It feels much better on Series X, I must say. So if you've been holding off until you get your next console to hook up Watch Dogs, that's the fantastic idea. That's what I should have done. But... (laughs) It was it was like 60 bucks. I get both versions, not really a negative. Um, but load times have gone from four to five minutes to five seconds. And that is from Amazing. launch of oh. the game into the world itself. So like the moment that you're on the tile for like the Xbox dashboard and you press A and mm-hmm. then you just oh, okay, man, five seconds, that's crazy. Yeah, you're basically just straight in there. You go through the uh, the quick like splash screens. That you get like Ubisoft and all that other stuff. But before that, I mean, after that, you're in the menus. You're ready to go. Okay. Man. Um, yeah. The game looks a lot better now. Ray tracing. I, I get the hype. It, at first, I was like, okay, just reflections. Not a big deal. But n- until you start noticing you're, you're passing by buildings in the reflection of your car. Like, you're like oh. Oh. Just <laughs> like these extra bits of detail you didn't even think about, you don't think about, yeah, until you realize that like, oh, they, these are there. That's what this would be like if I was really like in London, as it were. You know? Yeah, that's a good point, actually, and I feel like that's the epitome of what a lot of the next gen upgrades are going to be because it seems like we're at that point now where we are getting diminishing returns on like the huge jump from gen to gen. Like, mm-hmm. I, I feel like uh, the jump from you know, non H or SDR or just SD in general to HD, it was huge. Like it was monumental. Um, and obviously, we're probably never going to see that again. Right. That, that type of feeling, I should say. Exactly. Exactly. So, what you're saying about like, you know, the ray tracing and things like little nice touches that, like, once you 
you realize that they're there and you appreciate, but like even before it might take an extra second to say, Oh, was it always like that? Or, Oh, okay. I guess it does make the game better in that way. Um, like it, it's, it's a lot of those little things I think we'll be seeing a lot more of. So, I mean, it's cool that it's appearing in watchdogs on the, the next gen version and it is noticeable and it is providing like a better, I guess, quality of life for you, I assume. Uh, yeah. Huge quality of life improvements. It makes me want to experiment with the game because I don't feel like I'd be penalized for failing or for picking the wrong location or that sort of thing, you know, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. just because it's so easy to just get back to where you want to be. The core loop of the Watch Dogs Legion gameplay, is that something that's still kind of like enticing you a bit? Like, has it gotten stale at all? Are you starting to see the strings? How's that been for you? Um... I think it is getting a bit stale for me. Mm-hmm. To be completely honest, I have been I have been noticing the strings. Like I mentioned before, when you run into the familiar voice lines or the the modulated voices, like this is voice actor number seven, just pitched down a couple octaves. That sort of thing. Mm, okay. Um, that type of thing starts to show. Um, what else have I just kind of the recruitment system of being able to recruit every anybody. That's like an NPC is a really cool concept, but after a while, it kind of devolves down into these characters. These NPCs are a series of abilities mm-hmm. and a lot of people share the same types of abilities and there's, and some are, are more passive than active. So you just have them on the team and you don't need anybody else with that ability per se. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, like, I, I noticed at first I spent a lot of time just picking, like, you, 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 you join DeadSec, you join DeadSec. And it's like, uh, I'm not really going to use you because I already have this. Right. Or this person does what you do and what she does and what he does, but it's just one person. Right. Okay. Okay. So, so now it's become more of a hunt to just find, find, like, different skills. But I don't think there are enough to really facilitate a game this large without them becoming stale. That's fascinating. Like, that's actually, that's genuinely fascinating to me because I always kind of pictured this game as being more of a, you know, you are collecting the this group of people to come together for a common goal. But it really seems like from what you said last week and today that it's, it, it's not really like that. It almost feels like they are individuals in a sense who all happen to maybe have the same goal and they're like working t- together less or maybe not even at all. Like... I think West is a good one. Okay, okay. So they're not really intersecting much. You're not seeing like the old grandma talk to like the doctor or something very often. Only time you'd see something like that is if you see certain dead sick agents inside the uh, the hangout. Okay, and even then they're not really interacting together. They're more like interacting with the with the hideout together. If that right. means, like in the same area. Okay. No, like, highly scripted moments within, like, mission structures or anything like that. Oh, no. None of that. Okay. You okay. get the, you get the, uh, the named NPCs that have, like, a specific voice actors. They will interact with you. But as far as, like, between teammates, no. You don't get any of that. Right. Except for maybe the, the handoff of, like, Oi, I need you to go over here and do this while I go take a nap. I'm like, oh, okay. And <laughs> off they go. <laughs> I really love that accent. I I, pre- I appreciate it for one. <laughs> I, I, it might have been terrible. My apologies to all my English folks out there. I, we, I, I we do even, have 
we do have English listeners too, according to our statistics out there. Word? So, yeah, really. Uh, no disrespect. I love you guys. I'm so serious. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, it's just, the, the cracks are beginning to show. It's Again, it's not a bad game. But I think, especially if they're coming off of something like Valhalla, I don't see why you would launch both of these games in the same year. Mm. this easily could have filled the gap between the next Assassin's Creed and given them more time to polish it out or expand out even on the abilities. Yeah. And this could have been a much better game. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, that is, that's a great point too. It's the first thing that I want to say is that those two games got announced at the same time. Is that correct? Or around the same time? Basically. Okay. And I re- I distinctly remember them maybe putting that target year at like late 2020, and I was I remember thinking to myself, huh, that that's odd. That's like you want to release both of these at the same time. Hmm. Okay. Sure. Yeah, Ubisoft seems to be trying to cannibalize itself right now. Yeah, because they also have that um, gods and monsters, but not gods and monsters. What's it called? Not Phoenix oh, Rising. Right, immortal something. Phoenix, yeah, immortal right? Phoenix Rising. Okay, okay. Which feels like an Assassin's Creed spinoff too. Yeah, it's like a weird hybrid between that, maybe Breath of the Wild in there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I feel you on that. And so it, just the, the timing's a little puzzling. But, um, I mean, I'm having fun with Watch Dogs Legion. Just <laughs> Sounds like, like a question mark at the end of that. I'm, I'm, I'm having fun experimenting. okay. Okay, but I yeah. think that it's getting to a point now where I've uh, I've been collecting tech points, which is basically the your ability points, mm. and it lets you unlock some like universal hacks. But then again, that goes back to the problem of if I can just summon a cargo drone whenever I want to now, what do I need a construction worker for? Right. Okay. If if I can hack any turret now or hack any drone, what do I need the specific hacker for? If beekeeper lady or the hypnotist can do the same exact thing same thing right just under a different skin maybe so like it's just come to a point where you're trying to min max abilities essentially between your characters yeah if i want to find more people my my main goal for the last i guess week has been just to pick up the the plus operatives which are the ones you get for clearing out each borough okay and so you get something like the hitman which is like any other person with a gun, but they specialize in silent takedowns and maybe it'll have a getaway vehicle and a, like a silence weapon. As opposed to just like a regular Joe Schmo who might just have a regular pistol. So I've been doing those just to kind of like clear out the map and explore the city to see what else, is like, what else I like. Mm-hmm. I haven't really got to dive into the story yet, but I will say that much. The story gets dark. Like you Ubisoft know, is, is swinging this year. I don't know. <laughs> it gets dark, like human trafficking, um, organ harvesting, um, brainwashing, mind control, um, like all kinds of stuff. Yeah, I, I figured a game with like an authoritarianism uh, theme behind it would be would get pretty dark. It already felt like it was hitting a little close to home, <laughs> honestly, uh, with a lot of this stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's it's nice that, you know, it doesn't shy away from it. I hope they handle that stuff with, with care. You know, they actually aren't using it for shock value and more so like, you know, they actually have substance behind it. But if they're swinging for it, then 
Good for them. Yeah. Good for them. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Well, what else have you been playing, James? I mean, besides that, um, my Xbox Series X launch title has been Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Ooh, I'm very interested to hear your thoughts on this. Yeah. Um, so Assassin's Creed Valhalla running on the Xbox Series X gives you that 60 frames per second goodness that console players have been begging for and PC players have had gotten to experience since I believe Origins. Mm. Oh yeah. It's at 60 frames per second on PC. Mm-hmm. But um this feels like a further step in the evolution of Assassin's Creed. This is it's very much so an Odyssey, like a Odyssey type game. It still feels like Odyssey, it still feels like Origins, and that's not a bad thing. Okay. Um, but they've also taken steps to kind of bring back that original Assassin's Creed experience, and that comes in the form of the uh, the difficulty options options in the game settings. So I can go in and I can set it to, I don't want to know where anything is, I want to explore completely, and it'll give you that classic like, oh, if you go to these mountains in the west, maybe you'll find something there. And that's all the information you get. Hmm. Or if you want to cut on, um, what do they call it? Insta-kill assassinations, where it removes that whole, like, you're not strong enough to one-shot take down enemies. You can cut that back on now, and it feels like an old Assassin's Creed game. Interesting. So they're allowing you these these uh, customization options, you know, that would affect things like difficulty. I wonder, so, and they, you're saying that they work, like, pretty well, pretty seamless. Mm-hmm. When you first start up the game, it, it pretty much runs you through the list of like, do you want to play how we intended? Do you want to play the, the classic style? Do you want to like turn up the combat difficulty, but turn down the stealth difficulty? Like that sort of thing. So okay. it really lets you tailor make the experience. Yeah, every minute bit too. I, I, you don't see a lot of games that will let you kind of uh, look in a granular fashion in things like that. And like between stealth difficulty and I guess combat difficulty, that's that's mm-hmm. unique. Pretty I would have cool. never thought about that either. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's a it's a nice little touch. So if your sneaking game is not where you want it to be, you can cut down the uh, perception of enemies, basically. Okay. So what's what's the deal with with the main story in this stuff? Like, are they still are, are they still dealing with future shit, or like, are we only in the past? Like, what's going on with that? So, um, the way that this one opens up, and I really enjoyed this. It throws you straight into um, Norway. Okay, you start out as child Avor. And there isn't really an animus future timeline to be spoken of. Excellent. At least for the most part of the intro. And then something happens. You become the wolf kissed, which is like your your title throughout this game. And that's when the animus hits. And it does that weird like something's wrong with the uh, with the DNA. Okay. And that's where you get to pick your gender if you want to. But I haven't been thrust forward into the future. There's been no weird like first person puzzles to do or annoying side characters. Nobody cares about to talk to. It's been really good about keeping me in the Viking experience while still letting you know like, hey, this is the Animus. Mm, Okay. And I think it's good. Okay. So like, and it's, you know, it's the Animus mostly by like visual cues rather than taking you out of the game and saying, okay, be future people now. Exactly. Gotcha. Gotcha. 
Okay, that's that's neat. Um, I do have a bit of a question about, um, you know, actually, I want to let, let you kind of talk more about this game, and I'll bring that up later. Yeah, tell me more, a little bit more about, like, you know, the moment to moment. You said that this was a little bit more like Origins and Odyssey, um, like it's taking the, the DNA of those games and applying them mm-hmm. to this different setting. What are, like, some things that you're doing here in Valhalla that maybe you weren't doing in the previous two? Let's see. In Valhalla, the biggest new gameplay perk is the ability to do the uh, the raids. You think about Vikings, you think about raiding and pillaging villages. Right. And you get to do that pretty early. Um, and so you can go out on your long boat with your, your crew and you'll come across an island and you'll find a spot that just says raid. The horn blows and the battle is on. And it's just fun to run around a battlefield, see everybody like freaking out, like what's going on, and, and then all your boys are just like chucking axes and and smashing people with shields, and it's just a fun time. I know it's just some NPCs doing their thing. It's not like I'm with an actual crew, but you hear all the the uh, the battle cries and the the camaraderie from like going from singing on your ship to to a. Uh, just bashing down somebody's house and setting fire to everything they enjoy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it, it, it's a it's a cool it's a cool moment. I don't know how well it'll hold up over the course of this game because I've heard it's pretty long, like fifty hour story. Yeah, that seems like it's in line with the the latest games, especially. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how long that'll hold up, but right now it feels really good. Okay, I'm, I'm actually really glad that you brought up um, the the pillaging and everything like that, because that kind of goes into the question I wanted to ask you. So let's go ahead and get into that real quick. So one of my things is uh, I'm curious, uh, genuinely, that, you know, how Ubisoft has handled just the Viking lore, because, you know, Vikings, when you look back in actual history, you know, they weren't exactly uh, good people, (laughs) Mm -hmm. in, in a sense, like they were doing a lot of heinous things. Uh, constantly so i'm curious in a video game obviously you're meant to be put in a role i would say most of the time 90 percent of the time you're put in the role of the you know protect or the good guy the 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 moral the righteous one Um, right and at least going with these games you are playing those people like you're not really controlling anyone who is like you know inherently evil um Mm -hmm. so i'm curious like how that viking backdrop really plays into the narrative like are you is it is the game asking any questions? I know you're early, so maybe it comes later. But like, is it fr- how does it frame the Vikings? Like, does it frame them as like th- these altruistic uh, people who can do no wrong? Like, are you placed framed as the hero? Like, what? Like, how is that framed? Hmm. I don't think that I would say I've been framed as a hero, mm-hmm. but I've also been framed as one of the chosen. So in between being called the wolf kiss and also receiving all this, this early interaction with Odin, it's not really a spoiler. It's been like the beginning of the game. Odin is looking out for you in this game. <laughs> that's why you have your Raven. Um, and I'm sure that's why you're going to come across some of the powers that you'll end up coming across. Mm-hmm. But it's more about, your clan and your honor versus like I'm just going out to be a good person because that's what a good Viking does. 
um, it really flames the whole clan versus clan backstab betrayal, almost I guess a Game of Thronesy kind of vibe. I've never watched all. I haven't watched Game of Thrones, but that's what it sounds like. A lot of diplomacy, a lot of backstabbing alliances, sure. that sort of thing. You got it. Yeah. Okay. And that's what you've. That's what I've been dealing with so far in this game. Um. So right now, it's it's not even a need of. I guess Ubisoft framed this game as like you're going off to England to find a new place to live because you need to find a new place to live. And when I hear need to, I think that means you've been forced out or you've been kicked out. No. Right. Yeah. You you had not been kicked out of Norway. Um, it's more of like a I don't like the way things are going. I don't want to live under this king anymore. We're gonna go do our own thing. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how we end up heading over to England. I still haven't gotten there yet. Uh, I feel like I'm I'm at the last mission before I get to go over there. I've just been clearing out the map, trying to uh, pick up, you know, just kind of pick it apart, explore yeah. and do what it is that Ubisoft games do. Yeah. And I think that they've done a really good job with incentivizing exploration in this game, too. Um, so gone are the the typical map markers of go here for quests, go here for side story go here for specific types of gear they more been generalized in the three different categories um wealth mystery or artifacts artifacts are things like your tattoos you can pick up which put, take the place of um whose notes were those in assassin's creed 3 you had to like run across the roofs and pick up yeah the, uh, the pieces of paper yeah like that parchment stuff yeah i got yes. i don't know what it's called but i i remember that right so that's back, and that now takes the form of tattoos. So you're incentivized to do those because you get cosmetics. Um, or you'll get golden ones, golden markers, which are for wealth. And that could be anything from crafting supplies to armor pieces to a new legendary weapon. And all of those interactions also grant you xp so as you're exploring grading xp you're also getting skill points okay and there are some abilities that can only be found in the open world by doing exploration mm, and i see the hamster you, wheel right yeah and so you might end up skipping out on some pretty powerful abilities if you don't explore because they won't be available in the skill tree gotcha okay and then huh. all of that stuff feeds into, which I'm assuming will be my uh, my settlement building soon enough. Because there's a whole huge dilemma of like, we just completed a raid. We should take these supplies with us. We earned them. But it's like, no, we're going to leave those here. That's for my dad. We're going to go do our own thing. So I feel like more exploration is going to incentivize that and reward that. So I think it's a good loop. I think it's a fun system. It gives you an idea of what you're getting into without telling you directly what you're going to get when you get there. Hmm. Yeah, that, that actually does sound pretty neat. And I think the best way to do something like this, and it sounds like a refinement of like, and it, it seems like Ubisoft tried to refine what they are already doing. They're aware that people do find their games tiresome uh, in terms of just like the sheer amount of stuff you can do in them. Um, because I mean, it's daunting. It is genuinely daunting you look at the map in odyssey I've, I've, people have fainted at the size of that map and the number of activities that you can do uh it's brutal 
Yeah, yeah that map <laughs> is stupidly large. Yes, yes. Uh, so, yeah, I, that sounds neat, though. Like, okay, I could see myself doing a lot more things in, in a game like that where I am. In, it, there's a little carrot at the end of that stick, you know? Exactly. Uh, cool, cool. The okay. biggest question now is, is to see how long that carrot stays fresh. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. But I feel like the setup here is good. I feel like the intentions are good. We just got to see how long it uh, takes to roll through. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's it seems like you're early on, but you have like a lot of good things to say so far. Mm-hmm. So far, so good. Okay. I, I do not. Re- oh, performance. I guess you should talk about performance. Oh, yes, please. So. This game really does show off the capabilities of the console of the Series X and the, the load times that they keep harping on in, in the marketing material and all the interviews you've heard. It's not a lie. It is legitimate. It is glorious. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's it's PC quality gaming. But at like mobile phone speeds, if that makes any sense. You know how quick oh, it is to get into a game on a mobile phone? Oh, extremely quick. Yes. You that's, what you're we're, that's what we're getting here with with Xbox Series X. Um, the details in in load times are crazy. Oh, like I was telling you before about the uh the Raven. So if you've played Assassin's Creed before, you have the ability to basically scout ahead. You can call in one of your bird friends. And they'll fly forward and they'll check out the map. You can mark things on your map as you f- just fly around. But the thing that always killed that for me was when you'd finish, if you flew too far away, there was a load screen to get you back, to set the camera back to your character. It was so you couldn't see the, the traveling going back and forth, but it just kind of took you out the experience, especially if you flew too far. Okay. That does not exist here. Um, I flew to a different island completely from my bird, and I was back to my character in less than half of a second. That is, I, I can't even imagine it in my brain. I need to just see it, honestly. Yeah, I wish I had a video I could show you. Matter of fact, I will, I will take a video and I will show you. But it, it is great. Um, I haven't detected any drops in frame rate. I've had a few weird hard closes. I might even call them crashes, just closing. Mm. It'll just take me back to the main screen. I hop back in, press A, and a few seconds, I'm back in the game. So it's not even that big of a deal anymore. <laughs> As opposed to like, oh, great, now I got to wait five minutes. No. <laughs> the game loads up extremely quick. It's very snappy. It's really smooth. Um, I think that the, the power's there. They've, they've done it. <laughs> SSDs oh. are the future. Oh, no, SSDs are the present. The present. They are the present. It is they here. Are the present. M.2 or bust. That's it. Yes. Yes. There it is. There it is. Oh, oh, man. Yeah. I'm sold so far. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. I have a feeling we'll be talking about um, some similar stuff shortly here. Uh, but yeah, no, that's that's good. I'm, I'm glad that Ubisoft seems to have delivered with Valhalla. I've heard a lot of people say good things about it. Um, I didn't know how this was going to turn out just because, you know, obviously Ubisoft had that whole mess. Um, They're still dealing with it with the sexual assault allegations and the director, I believe this game was fired or let go or something like that. Um, That's awkward. 
Yeah. Uh, so it's, they've been dealing with a lot of stuff and obviously that makes some people kind of feel icky about engaging with it. But, um, obviously it's like, it's, it's a tough thing because, you know, the people who were, you know, assaulted, um, harassed, they also contributed to making this game. Right. So it's like, it's a really tight, it's a hard line to walk. And I really don't begrudge people who feel one way or the other about it. Um, you know, so yeah, it is what it is. But that being said, uh, the game seems like, you know, you're really enjoying it. So that's good. That's, that's really good. And, uh, is that about wrap it up for you this week? Honestly? Yeah. That's all I got for now. Um, now we just wait for next week. Heads up spoilers, people. It will be Spider-Man Miles Morales. (laughs) So stay tuned for that. I can't not play it. (laughs) <laughs> yes. Yes. I think our what you've been playing list is going to be uh very large, I think. Perfect. Uh, it's next next week. Next week. So let's go ahead and move on into what I've been playing. Um and I don't know if it's gonna be as exciting as as what you just mentioned, uh, or as recent, but one of the things I wanted to shout out very quickly, I'm not gonna spend a lot of time on it, but I wanted to shout out uh Danganronpa V3, which I talked about last week a bit. Um and I mentioned that the first case, like I wasn't ready for, it blew me away. And I was like, wow, this is not your grandpappy's Danganronpa at all. Uh, they, they were going for something totally different, totally new. Uh, and I was like, okay, and I was down for it. Um, and then, right. you know, 30 hours later or however long it took me to complete it, um, I did. And I heard things, and I thought it was a good game before. I thought it was pretty good, right? Pretty good. I'd heard about things about the ending i hadn't heard what the ending entailed at all i just heard people said that it was just it you just it was insane you need to just see it and i was like okay whole time kind of playing it down like okay how how crazy could it possibly be like it could be pretty damn crazy i have to say um that game ends it begins and ends with a damn bang um i gotta say Fantastic ending. Uh, it is a game that manages to explore so many aspects of the industry, the video game industry, uh, and just the conventions of <laughs> visual novels and uh, and how audi- the audience engages with fiction. Like it's very meta, uh, and that is probably saying far too much at this point, but. Uh, Turns out even the 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 title of the game is a spoiler in some in some respects which you don't really realize until you actually get to the moment you're like oh my good god uh and so yeah i just need to hmm. shout that yeah I, I just need to shout the game out because it is worth it's worth shouting out it's worth bringing up uh i've heard a lot of things about it and it turns out the hype was true. It was all true. Um, it's something, it's an ending that I don't think I'm going to be able to shake for a very long time. Uh, and I'll, I'll definitely be thinking about it. It reminds me of, uh, it took, it took me, I would say, maybe I consider near Automata to be like a complete package in terms of like the story. I think that story is just, it's better than a, most video game stories and i would say on par with like a lot of very good stories and uh, other mediums and i'd say danganronpa v3 kind of it gets up there by the end it, it's really audacious like what they do with that really yeah yeah i couldn't i couldn't believe it i was kind of like in the last few hours of that game i was kind of just in shock 
at what I was witnessing, <laughs> it was like almost not even, it wasn't even funny. I was just like, oh my God, they're actually going all the way with it. And unfortunately, I just can't talk about it without spoiling it. Maybe one day I will, but uh, maybe for the end of Gen Talks, if you guys don't care, maybe I'll try to like talk as lightly around it as possible, but it's almost impossible to like, to, to even hint at so without spoiling yeah, significant a, bits hard part of a visual novel right <laughs> exactly exactly so i just thought that was worth shouting out honestly um definitely check it out if you have the most passing interest in it do it you don't have to play the first two uh, at all you they're very minimally involved with what's going on in this game so you can play it fresh um and yeah just just look forward to that if you're interested the other game I've been playing is Forza Horizon 4 on my brand new, brand spanking new Xbox Series X. Yes, and, sir. Uh, man, uh, so James, this mm-hmm. this game is pretty good. <laughs> this, is a, this is a pretty, <laughs> this is a pretty good video game. Um, I I love Forza Horizon, like the first one. I, yeah, yeah. Like, so you played it before. Oh yes, I was I was on like a renaissance moment with racing games when that game first dropped. Okay, okay, cool. Like it came out around 2012, I believe, and I remember it blowing me away because I liked Forza Motorsport fine. Like it was it was really cool. I thought by like the second or maybe third one that had come out at that point, I thought that it it had kind of begun to take over Gran Turismo, but um, mm-hmm. now. I Horizon just came out and just blew my socks off. So now, and I played a little bit of two, just dabbled, completely skipped three because I skipped out on the Xbox One generation. And now uh, Forza Horizon 4 is on Game Pass. So I downloaded that. Turns out it's got the Series S enhancements or Series X enhancements as well. Uh, And so that means we get a solid, rock solid 60 frames per second uh, with in 4K. And that is... A spectacular, beautiful thing, my friend. Um, I really can't say enough about this game. The everything from Horizon has carried over, and even better here, there is actually like some kind of charming writing. It's not like going to win any awards or anything, but like it, it's more than what they could have done, which was nothing. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it takes place in Britain, this like small town in Britain, and uh, you go through. I guess the the gimmick here, the the hook is that you're, you can play through all four seasons. So autumn, fall, or autumn, uh, winter, summer, and spring. And you, and it, the, the landscape looks different. And it feels like it handles a bit differently too. I'm like, I feel like leaves are everywhere and like my car handles a little bit differently in the dirt and the grass, obviously in autumn than it would in summer. Um, and the variety of races you can do you've got stunt races so you're recruited at some point to uh do a bunch of like jumps and ramps for like a director a movie director and yeah you could do that that's awesome um as well as just straight up street racing for at night uh dirt racing off road you could also do that just so many options for for these type of things it's really astounding uh, what they are able to fit in here. So yeah, I love this game. Um, the vibe, the atmosphere is so, so cool. Like that's the only way I can really describe it. It's just, it just feels fun. Uh, there's, there's a, there's a radio station. I mean, it just feels like, you know, you're carefree, you know, like it feels like the way it should be right. Like I'm in my early twenties 
with no care in the world. Like it just kind of reminds me of that. Um, and there's a radio station called Pulse where it kind of plays like a bunch of like eh, like indie sort of stuff that I, I really enjoy personally. But it's like when you're just – I was cruising down like a summer British road with like listening to that. And I was just like, God, this is nostalgic. I've been to Britain like twice in my life, but I'm nostalgic right now. Like what is this? Uh, it's feeling. That's what you it, want. It, yeah, it's it's wild. Um, I I love this game, James. You've got to dabble in this game before, right? Oh yeah. Um, when I first got my uh, One X and picked up Game Pass, that was one of the first games I downloaded because, um, like you said, I love Forza Horizon. I've never been a huge sim racing fan, so Gran Turismo never did it for me, and Forza itself was never really like a go-to for me it was always cool to play on like demo discs or whatever right but i never wanted a forza game but i do remember like i picked up horizon and i fell in love so when i saw this one i was like yeah i gotta see yeah yeah and yeah it, it's just that like you're saying that freedom like it lets you hit the open road yes and and it just like go yeah it's and we're gonna talk about it later as well, like in terms of what we've been kind of jumping between. But but this is the game that like I'm I keep coming back to. Like as soon as I boot up the Xbox, I'm like, oh, let me get a couple races in real quick. Mm-hmm. And I haven't really felt that way about you know something in, in a while, especially a, a racing game. You know, I, I just I just haven't. And and I like racing games plenty, but something about Horizon, specifically Horizon Four, it just gets me, man. <laughs> it just gets me. Um, this is I the really, game that you pick up when you want to just show off how pretty your games can look. Yes. Perfect showpiece. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love it. It's a perfect showpiece. Um, it's, it's, it's beautiful. It's, it's, you get, I want to say there's ray tracing in there. Oh yeah. Want, most definitely there is. Yeah. And, um, just the HDR. So the HDR blows me away on this. Like everything is so vivid and colorful, bright, uh, especially like it, you know, middle of the day, it just looks absolutely insane. And just for a second, for a second, can we talk about the vibration of the controller? Because that also blew me away. Like with when you are like accelerating, you kind of feel the throttle on your in your right hand because you're you're on the right trigger. And when you're braking, you feel it on the left hand. But if your whole car begins to shake because if you you brake, obviously the whole car is affected by inertia. The entire car, so you, your brakes, well, you'll feel it first on the left trigger, but your entire controller will shake, especially like if you're on like gravel or off-road, it starts to shake realistically as if you are. Like, uh, reminded me of HD Rumble from from the, the Switch, honestly. Yeah. Like, I don't know what they've done, but with the controller or with this game specifically, but they've programmed it to where it's like very realistic. And I've never felt anything like that before. I was extremely shook, literally and figuratively. <laughs> so, so yeah, I'm I'm probably going to talk about this game for a while uh, here, like in the coming weeks, because I just can't get enough of it. And I'm kicking myself that it's been out for two years now, and I, I'm just now getting into it. Better late than never, but almost uh, definitely worth it. But yeah, it's I'm just I'm I'm astounded by how much I'm astounded <laughs> uh, by this game. So, very cool, very cool stuff, and I'm I'm looking forward to just jumping in more to be honest but that 
wraps it up for me on what you've been playing. Let's go ahead and jump into news, James. What do you say? I say we do it. All right, let's start out with uh, a comment from Phil Spencer. So Phil Spencer did, uh, he did a couple interviews, I want to say, this week. But one in particular, uh, one story from, I want to say, Bloomberg went around where they were saying that Microsoft had approached Japan, uh, various Japan studios for acquisitions. You know, Microsoft just acquired Bethesda. They, a lot of people are saying that they're looking to do more. And I believe that they've said that they've got their eye open. I don't know who specifically, but someone from the Xbox PR team has openly, like publicly stated, hey, we're always looking, which seems normal. Um, any company is going to try to kind of, you know, one up like that. So uh, now whether or not that's good for the industry, we've talked about that before. But but yeah, so Phil Phil Spencer gave an interview at GameSpot today, actually denying the report. And I want to read a little bit of what he said here. Okay. He said, he said, we're usually not, he said, quote, we're usually not out there. I say, I don't think so because I'm not in every meeting that every team has, but I'll say it's not for me. You know, most of the opportunities we've had to date have been a long lasting relationship. I don't think we're out there with our business cards, throwing them out in the corner, trying to find people. I've talked about with my affinity for Japanese studios and thinking to back in the day when we had more games that were created in Japan as part of our first party. I'm excited when the deal closes to get to spend more time with Tango and the work that they're doing. So it's an area I'm interested in. But no, I think that's not accurate. So a couple things that I kind of want to hit on here. One of them being that people tend to forget that Tango Gameworks came with the Bethesda acquisition. So technically, Microsoft has a Japanese acquisition already. They have a studio. Okay, I didn't know that. So there is that. Yeah, yeah. They that's um, and a lot of people have said like, oh, you know, Microsoft needs they need a Japanese studio. I personally feel like you know they're going to use something like say. Um, well, Ghostwire Tokyo might actually be multi-platform at this point, but I know they've done Evil Within, that series. So mm-hmm. they, they can use that to kind of solidify their spot in the Japanese mindshare. It's one studio, but if they foster them correctly, you know, it can happen, you know, and I think that's a good, it's a good start. So that's, that's the first thing I kind of wanted to pull out of there. Uh, the second thing is that always with PR, you definitely want to just, you know, you take it with a grain of salt, you know, um, we can't really say for sure whether or not these talks have taken place. We don't really know. Right. Um, right. But it is worth noting that, you know, maybe next week they could, uh, they could definitely say something. A lot of people think that they're going to buy Capcom or Sega or something like that. I don't know. I, I don't know if I buy any of that stuff. Um, maybe, maybe Sega. I could Maybe. see it out of any out of everything else. I could probably see it like more so than like a From Software or something like that. Definitely not a Capcom. Um, but Sega has a pretty friendly history and relationship with Microsoft. I could I could see that in the future. I don't want that just because I, I agree. Would like, I don't either. Yeah, I, w- I would like them to stay as independent as possible. You know, but um, but it, in the realm of all things. It, it's there it is so yeah james how do you feel about that like do you think that this is worth like looking into like do you foresee microsoft really going after the japanese market in this way 
I feel like it's a possibility. I wouldn't say anytime soon. Mm. Um, I really think at least the smart play to me would be to go ahead and finish up this Bethesda acquisition you guys got, integrate them into the fold, and like really, I guess, see how well this type of thing works for you first. Understand what you're looking for in your developers, and then when you want to pull something with a Japanese developer, we have a better understanding of like, okay, this is a Microsoft studio. This is what we're looking for. Bring me something dope. Right. You know? Yeah. No, totally. Yeah, I don't see that. There's no point in just buying studios to say, do we have them if we don't have any games? Don't have any games. That's the thing. Oh boy. Will we talk about that later? So yeah. Uh, I'm yeah, I'm pretty much with you on that, man. You know, foster what you've got. Let the Bethesda acquisition finish. Bethesda again was a unique situation where, you know, they Zenimax they were they, they could were looking used, to sell, weren't they? I they I think they would have. Um there several of their studios under them were I would say one game away from potential cancellation for sure um i would say obsidian in exile like all the way in exile did get some buzz some good buzz with wasteland 3 um Mm -hmm. obsidian i don't know how well that the outer worlds really sold for them um so uh, they have a few people under them that that could definitely use the money i'm glad that they have the backing of microsoft and as long as they kind of microsoft leaves them alone which you know this is a multi-billion dollar company we're talking about here uh who knows what that even looks like um it could happen but we just we don't know yet so we have to just be patient and and kind of sort that out for ourselves but yeah so the next item that we've got here is mostly for you james i know you're really excited for this is the mass effect legendary edition has been announced hold on headphone warning yes <laughs> thank okay. you for the that i appreciate the warning on that um yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm i'm fair <laughs> i'll try to be fair about it yeah so this is a 4k hdr um remake or not remake excuse me remaster that's going go. up for the ps4 uh ps5 and xbox one and series line um, oh so it is last gen as well they've confirmed yeah that. Yeah, as far as the official press release says that um, it's a 4K remaster that's coming to current gen and PC with enhancements for PS5 and Series X. So uh, I don't I don't know if there'll be native versions, but you know we'll see, I suppose. But this this version comes with single player DLC, all of it, um, as well as in game content. So like weapons, armor, anything that came out within that time frame uh, that this game was out. It will be in here. As it should be. Right, right. So, yeah, very important to note that a lot of people thought this was a remake. It is not a remake. It is just a remaster. A remaster. I Hmm. think that this is going to be pretty cool. James, tell me how you're feeling about this. This is my favorite franchise from the 360 era. So, I'm hyped, as can be. I love this team. I love this story for the most part. <laughs> I love this universe. Um, yeah, man, Mass Effect. That Mass Effect trilogy is, holds some like a special place in my heart. Hmm, okay. I remember picking up the first game and being really unsure of what I was gonna get 
And at first I was like, I don't know about this. But as like the game just kept going on, I was like, yes, this this is the Bioware RPG I've been looking for. Yeah. And honestly, yeah. that Bioware RPG I'm still looking for to this day. Yeah, let's talk about let's talk about this for a second. I I definitely like to talk about Mass Effect. So I, I really like what you said just now about you know they we've been you didn't you picked up the first game not knowing what you're gonna get, and I feel like a lot of people did because remember when this game was announced for the uh, 360, it was it, it had like this this the tagline or the hook that it was going to be a true blue trilogy, meaning that you know your game was going to carry over from the first all the way to the last. That was like mm-hmm. what BioWare sold it on. And I think for the most part, they delivered on that. Like yeah, for the most part. Yeah, like your shepherd from 1 is the same one from 2 and then into 3. Like I think that they did a good job of of solidifying your choices made all the way from the original to the end. Now, of course, people, you could be granular about it and say like, okay, well, obviously you only can really have two or three different paths for every character. And that's true because you can only Mm -hmm. really account for players' actions so many times. But I think the ambition was there. And I would say that they mostly realized that. And I think that's pretty impressive. I would agree. I think that when it comes to your choices mattering, a lot of people take that and only apply it to the main narrative, which I get. Yeah. Like when you hear it in marketing, that makes it sound like that's the way it was supposed to be. But I think when two came around and really made it about your crew and under like getting to know those people, that's where the choices really started to, to matter to me. Cause like I remember playing the first one, it's like, okay, you could you can um do that thing with the Rackney. But it's like, I don't really know the Rachne. Why do I really care? I don't. Or like, I can affect this planet over here. But again, I don't really know anybody there. Right. And then you fast forward to two. And they made side quests feel important. And that wasn't something that a lot of games were doing back then. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and... that's the thing is that like i it, mass effect is a rare franchise where like i really like i admit like it like the franchise itself has issues and problems and things that i wish it did better but the ambition is there and i and i do feel genuinely like they they executed on that and to the point where like i can enjoy it and i'm not bogged down by the things that they can do better like i'm i'm actually i'm having a pretty good time because i i like one a lot i love to Mm-hmm. And I actually like the first two thirds of three. Like I, and I do. Maybe I'm the weird one, and I th- I know a lot of people hate most of three, but mm-hmm. I really like two thirds of that game. Um, it's only towards the end where I feel like it sort of feels far apart a little bit. Um, one of my issues, and and maybe this is just because it was I don't want to say first of its kind, but first in its ambition for like a console is like the choices. So you're talking about like. The, the choices that you make and a lot of the thing and you mentioned that it mattered to you and i agree they do matter and i think a lot of that is due to the writing and the world building that bioware did especially in two it, they really flesh out that world the foundation is laid perfectly in one which i believe still has a good narrative um and two builds that world and those characters so well so um, well the moment to moment choices did get kind of memed a little bit because it's like okay paragon is like give a kid a cookie and like renegade is like kill the kid's family so it's like there are very (laughs) rare 
it's like very rare great instances um in in that franchise and i hope to see in a future mass effect which by the way they did confirm that they're working on they did say that they're working on the next entry to the mass effect universe so do you know it's going to be following up off of andromeda or are we just going to try again Oh, uh, we we don't know. I would. I can't imagine that they're going to do Andromeda again. We, they they have to know how the, how much of a failure that game was. Um, I didn't play it myself, but like critically and commercially, it just didn't do well. So, did you get the chance to put your hands on that? Y- yeah. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I don't know. It was. I feel like that during the evolution of the original trilogy and everybody, I'm sure a lot of people feel this way that as the combat got more refined, everything else got murky. Mm, okay. Um, and by the time you got to Andromeda, you had really cool combat. I will give, I will give Andromeda that, um, lots of fun combat. The multiplayer was great for the little bit of time that me and my friends did play it. But, Everything else was just so bleh. Yeah. Ah, man, that's such a shame. Because it's like, how could you be bleh in a, in a Mass Effect world, in a universe like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it's really unfortunate. But, but yeah, I, I, my assumption is that they would, they would try to do something new. They, they can't go back to Andromeda, I don't think. That'd be... I, I, I feel like this needs to be the reverse of what they did in the original trilogy. You have the action there. Now build the RPG elements into the yeah. game like they need to be. Yeah. And you'll have something special. Yeah. That is an interesting notion that you mentioned too, because I, I would agree with that. I do think that the story is strongest early in the, earlier in the series. And then as the gameplay gets better and more tolerable to deal with i think everything else does kind of like begin to falter that's that's interesting i'd, I'd always had that inkling but i don't know if i've ever heard it phrased like that before and I, I'd, I'd agree with that interesting <clears throat> and they're saying this is coming to when 2021 yeah the remaster itself is coming sometime in 2021 we don't know when yet it was supposed the rumor is that it was supposed to come out this year but uh due to covid uh, and some other issues it it didn't make this year so i would i would assume that this is going to be in the beginning of next year i would give it maybe q1 potentially uh maybe like a march release possibly so i feel like march is fair that give yeah. us time to really settle into the launch games we have now and see where things go yeah exactly it, it's coming up on the end of a financial quarter so i feel like that makes sense but yeah. Okay. This it's good to hear that uh, that you're excited about it, man. Um, oh, yeah, that's, my, that's my baby. Yeah. That's <laughs> effect got some issues, but you know, I still love it. Yeah, <laughs> just like a child. <laughs> <laughs> just like a child. <laughs> All right, and with that, uh, that wraps up the news segment. So let's go ahead and hop into the main topic for today, and. It's going to be all about the Xbox Series launch. So the Xbox Series X and S both launched uh, this past Tuesday that we're recording this. And it was, I would say, at least on my end, pretty smooth for the most part. But James, I'm kind of curious and I kind of want to uh, shape this this segment to be, you know, free form. And um, let's just talk about our experience with it so far, what we've been doing um, with the, the boxes and things like that. Okay. 
Uh, where you want to start? You want to start with just the setup process? Yeah, let's start with that. That's probably where the most bumpy things kind of occurred for me because I haven't. I've been out of the Xbox ecosystem for so long that I didn't realize that you needed certain things. Like, for example, you need to have like an email or a phone number registered. Yeah. like with a Microsoft account. Yeah, you, you didn't know that. I did not know that. Last time I was on Xbox, I, I didn't need any of that to just to like simply make an account, not like to have a gold account or anything, but like literally mm-hmm. to just create a profile on the console itself. You need to have like a phone number or something. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, it was. It you was know, I, I, I guess I just never even noticed that because I've always had an account. Yeah. Yeah. And the reason the reason why that that happened is because I was able to put my stuff on there pretty easily from my existing account. And by the way, super smooth process on that end. Like it was great, and it was so nostalgic seeing like my old friends list from like seven, eight years ago be carried over. Like all of that was carried over. My gamer score, everything, instantaneous, um, instantaneous. Yeah. It was actually that part of the process was fine. It was only when I wanted to make a, another profile for uh, for for my girlfriend who wanted to to play on the Xbox at some point and uh, it forced her to like make a Microsoft account. And I was like, Oh, why? Like we were just trying to make one like for the box itself for offline purposes for the most part. And mm-hmm. it, it wouldn't let us do that. And I, I thought that was strange. You know, there's no offline anything anymore. Oh man, that reality hit me. I almost had buyer's remorse in that moment. I was like, Oh my God, did I just buy an online and always online Xbox? Did Don Matrick, did, did he do this again? Did he sneak this functionality into the the series? Most um, likely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it Mac wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, other than that, I would say the process was smooth. I did have to go into the settings and like readjust a bunch of stuff because it even like brought over all my old social settings. So like people could see my real name and like they could see um, – like just a bunch of stuff they didn't need to see essentially. And that was stuff I, I didn't even bother moving over from 360 um, at that point, which was weird. Uh, but um, yeah, I, so far the setup was great for that. I am not a huge fan of the OS. I love how fast it is. I love, mm-hmm. I love that. But the, the window style like panels, I just don't love it. I wish that it would boot me into like my library instead of like that home page sort of thing. Cause like nine times out of ten, I'm gonna boot it up. I'm gonna play a game. Like I'm probably not gonna go into the store. I'm probably not gonna go to my friends list. I'm gonna go into an actual video game. So I kind of wish it booted into that, but I, I don't know. This is the same as the One X, right, James? Like, what are you yeah, this, thinking right now? Yeah, this interface is exactly the same. On okay. if you if you were coming from a Xbox One console, you know what this looks like. Okay, uh, it just seems like this Netflix style <laughs> of uh, of picking panels and stuff is here to stay. Mm. So you're gonna get those. Pick out your favorites. Pick out your your game pass, your store, your events, all that other stuff. That's going to be here for a while. Um, what I have noticed to kind of fix that issue, you have a bunch of libraries. You can pin certain games to the front page. So, say that you're going to be playing a lot of Forza, you can just pin it to the home page and put it at the top of the list. Mm-hmm. So it'll just be there, ready for you whenever you want to go in. 
That's that's a good solution. That is a good solution. I I do wish that it would take me to my library because if I don't have something pinned, like and mm-hmm. I might want to try it, it would be nice to just be able to just save a click. But honestly, it, that's a nitpick because the the system is so quick. It almost doesn't even matter anyway. Yeah. Um, See, last I, last gen, I would agree with you because there is a lot of the, there was a lot of delay there. But here, it's it's, it's so quick. Yeah. Cold cold booting the system is like instantaneous you are in the game i'm probably playing a video game in less than a minute like probably far less mm-hmm. and that's astounding like i'm actually playing a four as a race in less than a minute from the time that i actually pressed my xbox button so like getting past the splash screens and all that stuff is just boom it's it's a beautiful thing and it it doesn't make me feel bad about wanting to close anything either Oh my God! Yes, yes. So even even this, let's talk back about a uh, Valhalla. I've yeah. run into a few of those like weird crashes that I don't know what's causing them. The game seems to be running fine, and then it just closes back out to the main screen. But getting back into the game is so quick; it's more of just like a what? Oh well, and then <laughs> and then you're back in. So when it does that, is it like a quick resume thing? Where you jump no. you back? Oh, okay. It takes you back. Closed. I have to load the whole thing over again. No quick resume. Oh, okay, okay. But by the way, the, quick resume. Mm-hmm. Good God. Oh yeah, you can jump and play a little Gears Four action. Take a break. Chop over to play some Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Want to go pick up some? Uh, run a quick race in Forza. Go for it. This is Kill it's some- di- it's dangerous. This is dangerous for my like completion rate on games because I'm just gonna do nothing but just jump between games constantly <laughs> those those bad add cases i'm sorry yo. you will never yeah. finish anything ever again <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's rough um i think you could have up to what 10 or 15 something ridiculous like that probably i haven't gotten that high um i don't know how well that carries over between backwards compatibility games versus all of this the series x ones Oh, good point. But you know, let's see, because I think Forza, well, Forza is optimized. Yeah, it's optimized. All these games are just made for this. I just want to test it out real quick and see, because it's that quick, I can just do it, and no one will even notice. Yeah. So let's say I wanted to play the Outer Worlds. Clicked on Outer Worlds right now. Game Pass loads up, gives me the ability to check out my weekly skills, typical flash screen, and this is... This is probably the longest load time I will see in the entire game. Yeah, that's a good one to test as well because that initial load into that that game is very long. Mm-hmm. So I'm on the splash screens now. Obsidian, Private Division are here doing their thing. Can I just skip through all this? No, I can't. But still, keeping it. Mm, how long has it been? Maybe like 10 seconds? Yeah, it's been like 15 seconds or so. 10, 15 seconds. Okay. Main screen. There we go. Hit continue. And it's just it just flows so effortlessly now. I used yeah. to dread this screen. I could read all everything I want to learn about a Raptodon, check out all the diagrams and the figures. But now yeah. it, it doesn't really give me all that opportunity. I think I can maybe get one slide, maybe a hint, and then I'm in the game. Yeah. I mean, as far as these these backwards compatibility uh, or backwards capable games are concerned like load screens are going to be a thing of the past um 
which is crazy. So and obviously, the, mm-hmm. the cool point for reference is I'm not loading off of the internal HD. This is an external SSD I'm using. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. So these times could get even faster in theory. But so you just, just you just changed the whole game. Yeah, this is the Western Digital. Um, I mean, it's like a two terabyte hard drive. And okay. it loads in faster than anything the internal uh, has done on the uh, Xbox One X. So excellent. So I'm actually extremely curious to hear your perspective, and you've kind of given it um, up to, up to this point as well about like you you came directly not just from an Xbox One but from a One X. Mm-hmm. So going to the uh, Series X, like, are you feeling good, satisfied with your purchase so far with that? Yes. Okay. This feels like, like I said before, PC gaming on a console. Mm. Just from someone who's dabbled a little bit and seen what like 60 FPS games look like and that smoothness, but then also that speed that comes with the extra horsepower. This feels really good. Um, If you've never played on a PC before, I, I do know that the 30 series has dropped and we got the new AMD graphics cards coming out. But this is like, this is a great way to get that experience for five hundred dollars, mm. and that's it. Yeah, you don't have to worry about troubleshooting your parts, making sure everything's compatible, right. updating your drivers. It just it just works. Yeah, you just have to make sure that your Xbox isn't vaping, and that's something you can prevent by not putting vape in your Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> right, because <laughs> exactly. people apparently are doing that now just to troll oh man but um i mean coming from a a a one x i keep trying to call it the series x coming from a one x it feels very similar if not exactly the same from an interface perspective but quality of life is through the roof okay it's probably the best way to put that yeah yeah no i like it um and your perspective is, is extremely valuable because you you are coming from uh, I would say a, the I think a One X was more powerful than the PS4 Pro, right? It was. Um, yeah. So like you were coming from the most powerful before, and you're jumping to the next most powerful um, on the market now. And yeah, I would have to imagine that like you feel some difference, but I was interested to see like, oh, are there diminishing returns at all? Um, you know, is it weird getting a new console and having the interface be literally the exact same thing? I wasn't sure how jarring that would be. Uh, but Honestly, I like it. Yeah. It makes you feel at home, I suppose. Mm-hmm. I do understand the novelty of like, oh, brand new UI. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Brand new box, baby. Yeah. And and. You could probably you could do like one of those blind tests, and from jump, nobody would know the difference, except for maybe the like dynamic background that the Series X has. Mm. But if you just threw me into a home screen, I wouldn't know if this was a Series or a One X until I got into the games or right. I, I moved around the UI. <laughs> you moved around the UI. Yeah, I'm just continually struck. And I know some people might be like, "Oh my god, stop talking about the UI." But like we we have to because it's so damn amazing and you don't really understand until you actually get your hands on it and you're playing around in it and you're like, "Okay, you're in a game. You can go to the home screen and it, it happens instantly, less than a second, and you're in the mm-hmm. store browsing out. You can't do that on a PS4." Um and it doesn't sound like you could have Oh you god, no. No. <laughs> 
Um, you, it doesn't sound like you could have done that on an Xbox One, damn sure not the original Xbox One, without dealing with a bunch of lag and, and delay. Yeah, that, so. that's the biggest thing. It, it makes it makes everything you feel, everything you do feels deliberate. Right. Okay. And that's that's key. Yeah. As opposed to like, let me go ahead and check. Let me go ahead and get to my storage. Let it load up and tell me how much stuff I have to delete first. I'll go make a sandwich in the meantime. But th- there have been times today where I've been sitting there expecting a loading screen and there wasn't one. Or the ones where it's like press A to continue and you don't even realize it because you're waiting for that bar to fill, but it never fills. Oh, I, my I God. Would, yeah. I was sitting there playing Devil May Cry and level loaded up maybe five seconds. I looked down from my phone and I looked back up and I'm like, oh, it's ready. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> I was supposed to you up. That was the most genuine reaction. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's it's butter. It's yeah. beautiful. It beautiful is the best way to put it. It it truly is beautiful. Um, and I I love all of the 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 back end stuff. Like you can go into your settings, check to see like if your TV is compatible with all of the things that it you know it can do. Have you seen mm-hmm. those options? Oh yeah, it, that was available on the uh, the One X too. Perfect. But yeah, it gives you like a nice checklist. Um, it'll like you have 4K, you have HDR10, you can do 120 hertz, so you can do 60 hertz. Um, you support Dolby Vision or you don't, like that sort of thing. So there's yeah. no guesswork. Yes, no guesswork. You can calibrate your 4K uh, image that your HDR image specifically, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is one of the reasons why, you know, you and I, we talk off and on mic about this, but like, you know, we, we were excited to get these consoles just to do stuff like that. Like, you know, I, I'm, we really like the new tech and we really enjoy just kind of, uh, playing around in that instance, that kind of stuff makes me happy personally. So like, I, I love doing that, like, like poking around new OSs, um, game pass, Game Pass. We haven't even talked about Game Pass yet. So, like, I mean, I guess we talk about it a lot on this show, but, <laughs> but you know, this here is here it comes, everybody. Here it comes. Honestly, like, so I haven't subbed to Game Pass at that time. Um, I almost subbed to PC Game Pass, but uh, I ended up not doing it just because, like, a lot of the stuff I I would want to play is not going to be. I was not going to be capable of running it, so I was like, I'll wait. So mm-hmm. finally, subbed to Game Pass. Man, um, first of all, Jedi Fallen Order, that was a game I was going to buy. Like, I was going to buy that game and try it. And you guys, we talked about it recently, too. And I was like, I'm going to probably end up playing that. Mm -hmm. And now I'm definitely going to play it. It's the first thing I downloaded. (laughs) So EA Play is now integrated with Game Pass. Yeah, that went live today. Yeah, yeah, it went live. Um, And so I downloaded Fallen Order, so I'm going to play that. Uh, Some other stuff that uh, I downloaded some indies in there, Spearfarer. and uh, tell me why from Don't Nod. Got that. Can't wait to try that out. Um, and Sunset Overdrive, which I played a tiny bit of, but I really liked it when I played it. Uh, so I'm looking forward to digging into that. You and I are going to get into some Halo and some Gears of War. Uh, and yeah, and of, of course, Forza Horizon 4. So it, it's almost overwhelming, like the amount of games. I've got like 10 games from almost. Game Pass. Which, right? Yeah. There's no, too I, many games you to play, Doug. Yeah, well, yeah. I was trying to be modest. You know, you're right. There are far too many games to play, um, and far too little it, time. Yeah. 
So, so I, I guess that is that could, that leads us into our biggest, my biggest negative. Yes. Um, there are games to play. None of them are new. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's that's the one thing. If yeah. you have if you have a back catalog and you need to run through some games, do it on a Series X. Yes, because you, you pick up um Game Pass and you've got everything from Final Fantasy to Star Wars to Madden to Dragon Age to Alice in the Wonderland to Dead Space to Crisis to um to mirrors like it's all here it's all there yeah. oh you want you want platformers you want puzzlers you want peggle 2 we got peggle 2 when's the last time you see the ssx game that's on here too yeah like tetris connected they had just released and that's on there yes but all of these games yeah <laughs> have been out for years in some cases um or at least one or two. Katana Zero's on here, one of our games of the year. Good sure. old. Yeah, yeah. That's on here. Rainbow Six Siege is on here. Um, and you got a lot of fun stuff, but nothing that just says like I need an Xbox for this. Right. Yeah. I agree with you. That's exactly where I met with it. Um, yeah, and I, it's funny coming off of what I just said about like, wow, too many games to play. I should have probably, you know put an asterisk next to that with the, you know, that's the caveat is that it's exactly what you just said. If you've never, if you're like me, you skipped a generation. I think it's, it is, it would be worth it um, mm-hmm. to it, to a degree. You know, if you're not interested in like catching up on gears or Forza or like some of their bigger franchises and like, I don't know what would be there for you, especially if you've played a lot of this stuff already. Um, because it's literally launching with no games. I mean, and I obviously, I mean, a little facetious. There are games, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Yakuza, Like a Dragon, but those are multi-platform games or games that are available on current-gen consoles, consoles you may already own. Mm-hmm. So that does make the series uh, S and X to a little bit of a harder sell, you know, depending on your circumstance, for sure. Um, I got it because... Uh, again, tech enthusiast, I really do. I did skip a gen, so I'm curious to go back on some of these things that I missed and I'll have fun doing that. But I did have a moment though, James, honestly, like honest to God, I did have a moment as I was kind of browsing going like, I really wish that there was something brand new on here that I hadn't seen. So Halo was supposed to be that. That it was in, in yeah, it's on the box. Yeah, it's on the box. It's it's in the advertising. Um, it's just clearly something that is proof, you know, with marketing. These are things that are made months and months and months in advance, not like a week or two ahead of time. So they have to do this. Is it's just proof positive that that's the case. So you know, I, I it's rough. I, I try to be a little bit more understanding on that that perspective because I'm sure delaying Halo Infinite was not something that Microsoft wanted to do. I'm sure they wanted to have some sort of killer app, you know, but oh, they yeah. just were not able to, to do that. And so at least with the PlayStation 5, there's, I think about Demon's Souls. Now, Demon's Souls is also a remake, but it is also something that like is built from the ground up for that console. <laughs> and it's a Sony exclusive in either form. Right. Right. So it's, it's something that you can't get anywhere else. So you feel like, you know, you're getting 
you, the, the developers are utilizing the hardware appropriately. So um, that's kind of what makes that's what makes it unique. You know, Miles looks awesome. Miles is also cross-platform. Um, those are Sackboy cross-platform. Uh, so it's like I would say this problem is really for both platforms for the most part. I do think Sony has a slight edge because of Demon Souls, um, but like. <laughs> Yeah, Xbox literally doesn't. There are no game studios games out right now, like that are coming out for it uh, at launch. So, and the medium, which was supposed to be out, I want to say soon. Oh, medium is out. I think the medium got have, delayed. You have, I have it? it downloaded. Okay, I've been meaning I'll, to. I was going to start it up, but I didn't get to yet. All right, but it's on I'll, Game Pass. Okay. I'll definitely go back and look. I thought it got announced today for a delay, uh, but I will go double check that for sure. Let me make sure um, I'm not just like downloaded a blank game. <laughs> oh, no, um, it's loading up right now. Oh, okay. Well, shoot. I need to go do that then. Um, yeah. So. Oh, wait. Nope. It just let me download it really. <laughs> oh, but not playable though. I assume. Let's see. Watch dates is it looks why like did you let me do this <laughs> january 28th is the new date as far as like what the xbox site is telling me right now why did you let me do this i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah so it's there we just can't play it so never mind it has no games <laughs> we thought you had one um yeah it's rough it, it, it's a bit rough right now so yeah, that's mm. and that's kind of where we're at. You know, it's an awesome console. I think it's expertly designed. I actually think it looks. It doesn't look that bad. Now it is. It's hefty. It's a hefty thing, uh, for sure. It's, it's not some, as bad as I thought it was going to be. Yeah, it's not as bad. I, I agree with you. It's not as bad. I was definitely surprised at the weight stuff. Like when I lifted it, I was like, "Oh shit! I need to almost use two hands on this thing." Um, it's like it's like newborn baby. Maybe a little bit heavier. Yeah, that's a big baby. <laughs> a, yeah. <laughs> but you know, you got to like cradle it to make sure it's not going to go nowhere. Like it's about sure. that same size. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, are you doing yours vertical? I am. Okay. Okay. I, um, I don't like the way horizontal looks. I don't like the way if, if the drive was at the bottom, maybe. But I don't like the way it looks up top. I can see that. I'm looking at mine right now, and it is horizontal, and I, I agree. I don't love the way that it looks. I do think it looks more sleek when it's standing up, um, but I just don't trust it like where it is right now on my shelf. So I was like, I don't want to stand it right now because uh, if it falls, I might die. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's dark days. But, yeah, you know, the form factor, I was not crazy about the way this thing looked at first. It's still kind of big to me i won't say ugly because it's too plain to be ugly to me it's just like right. a, it's, it's just a box um but yeah i do like the green trim at the top though like that that uh on the inside like where mm -hmm. the fan is i do think that looks neat so there are some cool things about it i just can't get over how fast it boots like every single time i just needed to stay this way and we'll be good Yes, absolutely. Let's just stay just like this, just like this. But yeah, any 
Any final thoughts that you have on this launch? I know we've only really had a couple of days with it. We may have more to say next week too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just kind of wanted to get our raw feelings down. Um, any any final thoughts about the launch? Um, final thoughts. This is very much a bedrock. Um, don't go at least and within like the next six months or so. Don't go out buying an Xbox expecting to have a ridiculously mind-blowing experience from a game's perspective. Um, Performance is there, and the power is there, but we still have to wait for those fruits to start showing up. Um, And I just feel like early adopters, this is going to be a lesson in patience. So if you are if you are someone who already has one of these consoles and you can stand to wait, go for it. Go ahead and wait. I think you can wait on this. Um, but if you want to be on the bleeding edge of tech, if you're just one of those kind of people like me or like Rod, you got the five hundred dollars in your pocket. Cause I'm I'm not gonna recommend the S. Don't handicap yourself. Go ahead and get the X. Mm-hmm. Um but you understand that you're going to be waiting for those those acquisitions to start paying off in dividends. Um, I'm sure you're going to see the Bethesda support. You're going to see the, um, the coalition. You're going to see um, three four three. You're going to see all those all those companies. They're coming. This it's just not it's just not there yet. Yeah, yeah. Well said, my friend. I think we can close the topic on those words, actually. Well said. And with that, uh, that's the show, guys. That's it. We did it. The the inmates successfully ran the asylum, I think. (laughs) And in record time. And in record time. Look at that. We get you out of here a little bit early. Get a little time back in your day. Go back, play some Xbox. Night. You're free. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. James, uh, what you got for us, man? Um... Let me see. Uh, glad to have everybody. Glad to have everybody here with us once again. Thank you for all your support and all your love. We greatly appreciate it. Um, come back next week. Check us out for some more. Hopefully, we should be live next week on Twitch. But if not, you will find us on your podcasting app of choice. Um, YouTube stuff is coming. Twitch stuff is still happening. Uh, then that's all I got. Okay, right. Roddy. What about you, man? What you got for the people? Man, uh, everything that you said, definitely check us out on any of your podcast apps of choice. Apple Music is a big one for us, so definitely um, hit us up on there. Comment, rate, uh, like, anything like that. It inc- helps increase our visibility. If you'd like to send us an email, go ahead and do that at shouldiplaythatfanmail at gmail.com. And if you want to catch us live, you can do that at twitch.tv slash SSJ Blackarot. I believe that's B L A C K A R R O T. Well um, done. I- I've never spelled it like that before out loud <laughs> um, but yeah go go ahead and check, check us out there uh, we stream every Wednesday night at 9 Eastern so yeah that's about it guys thanks for listening stay beastly and we'll catch you next time peace PS5 baby it's coming <laughs>